Welcome back to Tampa Bay Cop Talk, where we are here again to preview the upcoming match between Liverpool and Burnley, which if you are with us on the East Coast of the United States, will be a 7.30 Saturday morning kickoff, which is the absolute perfect time to enjoy, if that's the right word, a Burnley match. Uh, I am joined by my friend David. How are you doing, David? Doing good. Are you excited? Are you excited to play Burnley? I mean, is as excited as one can be to play Burnley, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, well, you know, there is one I thing. Some, I just got to get some good bacon, you know, there and you then, like make it like a make it like a Burnley kind of day. Like it's some eggs, mushrooms, and a tomato, and just do all my favorite bits of the English breakfast. You know, get some high quality toast and some Earl Grey. I, you can never, you can never find fucking. Um, What's uh, uh black pudding? Pudding. You can yeah. never find pudding. Yeah. Like you get, I don't even know where to get it around here. Yeah, I think uh, it's actually illegal to transport dried blood across the internet. <laughs> so I don't know. Because whatever, man, that shit's delicious. I mean, that's what, that's what they say, but you know, you know, when I lived in England, no one introduced it to me as here, have this pudding. People said, Hey, this right here is dried blood. Enjoy. And I said, no thanks. I'll pass. Thank no, you no, no, you got to try it. It's good. <laughs> there is one thing to get excited about, though, however. Um, and I think we saw the value of it against Norwich. And that is that Anfield will be significantly full. It's not going to be the capacity, as we found out about our poor friend who posted his email online that you shared with oh, us. Yeah. If you would like to tell that story for everyone listening. No, no, this guy, this poor guy posted in one of the groups I'm in. Like, so the premier league is mandated that there's like dead zones where like, or uh, what do they call them? Like sanitary zones or like something like that where like no one's sitting and like staff can go to like use cleaning products or whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't know what they're doing, now. but there's 200 seats that just got picked like a section of seats that got picked in this poor guy's season ticket and along with 200 other people, their season tickets are in this section. So they just don't get to go, even though they have season tickets. I'm like, Oh, I'd be so pissed. Yeah. I'd be <laughs> like, too. Take it out of the way, the away end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like they don't need, they don't need tickets. Come on, just now. be like, no, no, you only get five hundred of you. <laughs> um, but I do think it should be stated: having the crowd back, having the noise in the background. I mean, it makes it, it makes it that much better, right? Yeah, man. Pandemic football sucked. Like, there's just not enough emotion in it. You were watching it, and you could, it just felt like. I don't know. It was, it was a little bit harder to even pay attention to it. It didn't feel like as real. I think for me, like the big thing that it reminded me of, like, I don't know. It was just one of those things where, you know, football is like, we talk about it all the time. We've talked about this before. It's a way to escape. It's escapism, right? Like you get emotionally invested in that thing for two hours. And for two hours, that's like, you just let go of your other problems and you escape into this thing and the crowd is part of like creating the emotional swings and the intensity of it. And then like when they weren't there, it was just this constant reminder of like, this is just like a game. It's not really all that important. It's just a thing. Uh, There's bigger things in life. It was this constant reminder that there's like people dying right now of this illness. It just kind of sucked, like sucked the joy right out of it. <laughs> it was the scene in the Wizard of Oz when the curtain gets pulled back and they realize the wizard is just this short old white man. 
That's what yep. it was. Yep. <laughs> like the curtain was forever pulled back because all the seats are empty, replaced by banners with slogans about how corporations care or whatever. You, know? you and saw it was, how the pudding was made and you were like, this is not nice. <laughs> this is dried blood. That's what it is. <laughs> It really is. What a perfect, what a perfect example coming full circle. Full the circle black right <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, those clips on YouTube they have where they show the, a horror scene from a horror movie and they take out the suspenseful music and you realize it's just a bunch of people standing with their mouths open, acting awkwardly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a great example of that was that malice at the palace documentary. I don't know if you see it. it's on Netflix right now, but like, when you take out the music, because like literally, I was watching it last night. And I'm like, minus the music, this is just like a resuscitation of facts. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, is not, this is not even that. Like, if you're a basketball fan, you're like, I've known this shit for years. Like, I've seen all of this footage. <laughs> so showing like security camera footage, like, and I'm like. I'm pretty sure I've seen this before. <laughs> like the guy throws the chair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what much else there is to know than Ron Artest jumped into the stands to punch someone who didn't throw a drink at him. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the and, guy who did throw the drink was like trying to grab him, but then was like a total asshole on TV about it. Like They, <laughs> they asked him, like, do you regret? that he didn't come after you. And he was like, nah, I felt lucky. Fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and then was it Steven Jackson that just cold cocked that short chubby man on the court who just looked at him? Like they had a moment where they're crossing. No, that each was Jermaine O'Neal. Okay. Yeah, no, and it was fucked up. Cause like he got one of the harsher punishments. Like his career was like ruined because of that. Yeah. And he didn't even do anything. Like he barely, he slipped and didn't even connect. <laughs> well, I just, my favorite part about that clip is like, they're just walking past each other and they both kind of make eye contact. And the chubby guys like looks at him like, okay, don't. And then Jermaine O'Neal's like, no, nah, I got to. And just swings on him and punches him. <laughs> it's just an awkward moment, you know? Uh, yeah, but it was, you know, it was crazy. Speaking of malice at the palace, uh, our own fortress was subject of Burnley's uh, antics and brawling. Uh, it even involves Sean Dyche and Jurgen Klopp getting into it uh, in the tunnel. Uh, Burnley ended our fortress Anfield run uh, in the middle of pandemic football, which began the beginning of the end of what was a promising season, even with injury. Um, and so I think the boys owe him one. Yeah. Yeah, no, we were like, okay, we had stumbled a little bit, but we were still right there at that time. We had gone to Southampton, put in like a really disappointing performance. Somebody got hurt that night. I don't even remember who it was now. Somebody got banged up in that Southampton game, I remember. And then like, we were all talking about how disappointed we were, how shit the performance was. And like, it just felt like there was a lack of heart in it. And all the things that you kind of define these mentality monsters by wasn't on display. And then they come home to Burnley and you're like, I'm expecting this big thing. And then it was like, Divock hits the post and they fucking melted. Yeah. <laughs> Divock Origi started. Fabinho was center back next to Joel Matip somehow. It was before Joel fell apart. Yeah, it was um, like two games before he fell apart. Shaq Origi, yeah, and Tiago in the midfield, Genie, and it just didn't work. We threw Mo and Bobby on in desperation. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain had one of his few starts of last season. It just, it wasn't to be. 
Sean Dyche and Jurgen Klopp get into it. And then at the very end, one of the more disturbing things for me is Sean Dyche giving it the big one or as big as a manager can, hyping himself up, hyping up English football, saying, you know, I do actually believe that one of the quotes that he said was, why would I come to Anfield and play football? We're going to boot it long. See, it works. It's like, oh, come on, mate. Like a broken clock is right twice, right? Like he, he, I love that he gave it the big one and there wasn't even a way supporters to give it to. Yeah. <laughs> douche pandemic <laughs> football right it was um, the worst interestingly enough though if you look at the last five we played burnley we are actually winless at home against them in the last two we beat them away at the end of last season three nil quite easily it gets forgotten yeah. because when we absolutely thump burnley we forget about it but when we struggled to beat them it scars us for life uh um, that's that was the game that scored wasn't it yeah yes <laughs> that yes was awesome. yes um <laughs> His, the reaction to that was great uh, one nil at home loss, one, one draw at home, uh, in pandemic football after we'd already wrapped up the title, another late goal, a pen- penalty, I believe penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Robbo coming off the pitch upset, uh, after scoring a header, um, beat him three nil away earlier that year. And then four, two at home when we were trying to race city to the title. Um, however, we haven't beaten him in two at home. And so with a full Anfield, hopefully we get to see vengeful Klopp make things right. Um, and that's, that's what I'm most looking forward to the crowd behind the boys. You know, I was actually talking to an Everton fan the other day and they were like, you know, your title still has an asterisk. And I said, you won at Anfield, but there was no fans. So same to you, buddy. (laughs) So, Hey, how the fuck does it have an asterisk? Because it was, it was tougher than any other title that anyone else has ever won. So we had to denote that's true. How much tougher else has had to win a title with a giant pause in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one's been absolutely fucking flying and then had to take a fucking three month break for, you know, reasons uh, for very valid reasons. You know, the world's on yeah. fire and everyone's coughing on each other and catching a disease, but no fans. So Burnley, let's see you do it. The long ball shit this time around. Um, interestingly enough, just around this Burnley side off, they have brought in only one player of note, some center back from Stoke and they sold a center back to Norwich they're remaining stagnant, which could possibly be why they went 1-0 up at against Brighton after two minutes and couldn't hold on for the three points or at least a draw. Ended up losing 2-1. Is this finally the year, David? Do we get to I say said, I, I've been saying it was. I, I say it every year, though, so that doesn't really count for much. But I did say it last week that they were one of my picks to go down. I'm finally kicking them out the league. Uh, Wasn't I think league? the shit always catches up. Like Tony Pulis, it caught up to him. It always catches up to you when you just play this kind of football, and this is the year. They're going down. Yeah, last year was Big Sam. Roy Hodgson retired. Sean Dyche is the one with the target on his back. Get him out of here. Interestingly enough, Sean Dyche is only two letters away from douche, and that's <laughs> that's the way I look at it. <laughs> so actually, I was like, yeah, he's only two letters away. If you move the Y, douchey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he's very douchey, if you ask me. We're only two years removed by or three years removed from Burnley on European tour, too, which is just crazy to think about. There's a pub in Burnley named after Sean Dyche, the Royal Dyche. Oh my god. I don't know if I'd want to have a drink in a place called the Royal Dyche, but it's there. So uh 
Anyways. Yeah, they were in the Europa League. That's right. Yeah, oh, man. my God. They weren't in the Europa League for very long. Uh, no. It would have been interesting to see them in the Conference League, which I think is much more suited to their type of football, if I'm being completely honest. That's that's for Tottenham. At least, yeah, at least the beginning. I don't know. If <laughs> I sent you guys that photo of, of, of like a screen grab from one of the games, and this guy had a, a kit on, and his number was sharpied on the back of the kit. And yeah, was, yeah, what was that? <laughs> I don't know, man. What is going on? Conference League, baby. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Conference League. People living their dreams, finally playing big football matches with sharpie numbers on their back. Um, oh, big in quotes. Like. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I read an article. People said for these smaller teams in these smaller countries who yeah. just get knocked out of Europa League every single year in the qualifying rounds, like this is massive for them. A representative you know? of UEFA said. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. This is why we made this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we transition to the far more interesting teams, we're talking about them in the match ahead. Uh, here's a trivia question. Feel free to yell at your devices at home. David, if you could humor me, when do you think is the first time that Liverpool and Burnley played each other? Uh, so we were May, we were 1892. Yes. And they're okay. like 18. Yeah, they were like, I remember because I wrote that history of Burnley piece for the blog that one year. <laughs> They're like 1875 or something. They're like way old. Uh, so like 1896, I'll say. It's close. That's close, way closer than I would have given anyone a shot of getting. I mean, it's within two years, 1894. That's you, yeah. basically, you basically hit it on the head. Uh, Random knowledge. 1894 <laughs> At Turf Moor, 10,000 fans in attendance. It was a Division I match. It ended 3-3, and Liverpool started 10 Scotsmen and one Englishman. So You might want to know who scored for the next TBKT party. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to pull it out of a hat, and you'll have to guess. <laughs> well, <when> you, <laughs> I want to get. I want to start getting random prizes, because remember that time we gave away a kayak? I was like, yes. I want to just, I want to do like, a 1987 Cadillac Coupe Deville. <laughs> Just like a so junker old. from the junkyard. It costs like 150 bucks, but it's yours. It's yours now. <laughs> you want an 86 Buick LeSabre. <laughs> Not even a nice Buick. Come on down. Does it drive? No, you have to get it off the junkyard lot. And we told them you would by no, Saturday. Yes, yes, it drives. But you have to run and start it. You have to push start it. <laughs> it's a Fred Flintstone model, so... Hey, get into shape. It's time to get that summer bod for next year in line. Hey, work them quads, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Reds, the Reds, the Reds. Three no victory at Norwich. Just what you wanted. Just what we needed. Kind of quell some nerves to start the season. Doing it without all the lads. Speaking mm -hmm. of all the lads, since we beat Norwich 3 0, we had a friendly at Villa. Did you get to see any of that or any takeaways from that? Most notably for me. Guys like Tiago Henderson getting in there, getting minutes in their legs, getting up to speed. But yeah, man, I think uh, just the fact that, you know, everybody played that had, didn't get to play uh, at the weekend, the guys that were coming back late into training, into preseason, they're all getting minutes in their legs. Uh, like you said, Hendo, Tiago, I think Fabinho played a, a little bit, I want to say. Uh, Nico looked pretty good, actually. So I was that like, goal. that's. Yeah, that was nice to see. Uh, I know Harvey played a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, everybody, you know, just getting more minutes, getting more game time. Uh, so it can only be a good thing. So 
And Ultimately, Kate, Kate Gordon with the first timer left foot into the bottom corner too. And on yep. Nico Williams goal, Nico Williams goal. That was, it's one, of those, special. Things, one of those things again, where if Lionel Messi does it, it's all over the world his, shits itself. Right. And I know, <laughs> I know that's a silly standard to use, but at the same time, right. If Lionel Messi did what he did, he has a shot with his left foot, right. It comes off the, off the crossbar or off the post comes back the to post. him, comes back to him. He takes it to the byline. That doesn't exactly come back to him because it goes back across the goal and he chases it down at the byline that's true. and then back heels the guy. Back heel <laughs> megs the defender with his back to goal and then turns and finishes it back post with his left foot around the keeper it was superb finish and it was beautiful he was supposed to be leaving he's staying we'll see maybe if there's a little bit of a future for him there quite knows maybe now he's not now that he's the left back or the right back messy well for for for, (laughs) what's interesting enough is that we've been talking about taa to the midfield for so long but nico williams played in the midfield for wales all euros like and when he got in he was in the midfield what if we're living in a reality whereby nico williams goes to the midfield before Trent? i'm gonna i'm gonna have to scream into a pillow if that happens it's <laughs> <laughs> like no i know we need nico to go to right back Trent to anything's go. anything's possible these days who knows um but the most the most interesting thing about that villa friendly was that hendo tiago got minutes in their legs granted I thought the midfield against Norwich did a really good job. Um, however, most notably, the difference between what Norwich does and what Burnley does as a style might lend itself to a change. Um, personally, I thought Naby Keita did really well, especially pressing. Um, so yeah, I thought he did. I thought he was excellent. Very controlled performance, like very responsible. Protected Shimikas for a large segment of the game was there to kind of thread things together for everybody down that left-hand side and just overall, like, didn't look fussed at any point, which was great, putting the pressure on when you needed to put it on, but also, like, I don't know, not not overexerting himself, essentially, which with Navi, I think, is an important thing given his history. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, with the way the midfield was set up, he was, like, in that genie role, more the box to box, more yeah. the, the get the move the ball through the midfield, get it out quickly. He also was leading the press, i.e., like Adam Alana did back at the very beginning with Klopp, where like who when we lost the ball, he was the first one to go press the ball so everyone else could fall into line. Um, granted, Burnley's not going to necessarily play like that. Um, no. and I thought Oxley Chamberlain did fairly well too. I just yeah. think for this game, you can't play the both of them. I think it's going to be a possession more than it is. We we dominated. They're not going to come out. No, exactly. <laughs> no, that's that was what I was getting at. We dominated the possession against Norwich, but they still tried to attack and play out the back, which allowed us to win the press up the field. Burnley's just going to knock it route one. So we're butting up against it. Let's do it. We're going to stick Chris Wood on whoever the center back shoulder is. So let's, like, just stay on side. <laughs> let's, let's do this because we're butting up against it. Talking about the midfield. Um, and when let's talk about starting 11s, who you would start. There's two questions for me here. The one is the midfield, but we always start at the back line. The question for me really is, are we starting Verge in back-to-back games? Like, is, is he back-back? I'm going to say no. I, I, I think, you know, is he back? It's close. He said he was, what, 80% going into that last game. But he said that the last preseason game, he was exhausted because he got significant minutes. Now he's just played 90. And, you know, that's an AC. It's 
this is no joke, this injury. You need to manage his, t- his time coming back. So it's great that he got out there. It's great that he, he's back to normal pretty much. But these are big physical center backs. This is a different type of game. Uh, I'm inclined to say, like, either see what – see how Gomez feels. But, I, I, you know, I'd probably roll with Matip again. I think I'm going to go with Matip. Who his partner is is either Kanate or, for me, uh, if Joe can't go, because that's another one you've got to be very careful with that. <laughs> he still plays for us. <laughs> Listen, you I know who ex- I'm going to say. I didn't expect the shout this early in the season, but I'm just saying. Like, just, and yeah. it also might drive up his value. I'm just saying because they play his way. That's it's true. like that game doesn't isn't going to fuss him. You know, in that Phillips this is who I'm talking about. If you haven't figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I look, I'm just saying, like, if Kanate is ready, I think it's probably Kanate that you put in there. This is a good game for him to learn. But if if Jurgen maybe doesn't trust him yet, you know how Jurgen is with new players. He doesn't. He tends to not just throw them in. So if Nat played in that Villa fixture, didn't he? Yeah, I, I believe so. He's ready. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I want him to play. I, if I if you're telling me like you make your choice, all right, I'm going to go Matip Kanate. We'll see how that goes. Um, and I'm going to go Shimikas and Trent as your back line. But I'm just saying, just. It's yeah. possible. So before, before <laughs> if you we, needed to, before we move up the pitch, right uh, into the midfield, the one thing about Kanate and I had this thought because um, I didn't expect Verge to play. Really didn't. We were told all off season it's going to be Matip Kanate. Just be prepared for it. It's going to be Matip Kanate. Get ready. Yeah, no, I really think because Klopp talked about this earlier in the preseason, why he didn't, you know, make more changes in the back line at certain points. And he said, you know, we were already missing two players. I didn't want to change three. Right. And so part of me thinks, you know, if you play Kanate, your left side of your defense is all new players. It's Shimmy. and it's Kanate. Um, they don't have chemistry with everyone else. And, you know, like you said, Nabi Keita was carrying Shimmy at points. James Milner was carrying and slapping James the face Mil- yeah. of Shimmy at certain points. <laughs> um, which, by the way, can I just say it's hilarious that Shimmy has played two games for Liverpool competitively, and in both, James Milner has given him a bollocking. <laughs> like, <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> like, Shimmy Koss is like, hey, old man, could you retire and leave? I'm sick of you. <laughs> I gotta give Shimakas credit. He, I thought he was pretty good in that game. Yeah, you know, I think he he does offer something. Um, but yeah, this is this is a different proposition. This, this game is just a completely different type of opponent. It'll be an interesting one for him, and he's gonna need help. Like yeah. he's gonna need somebody who's seen this shit before. Yeah, I think just because it's it can change so quickly, right? Like you're on you're you're owning the game. You've had like eighty percent possession. Someone sprays an errant pass. And some dickhead you've never heard of dings at 60 yards and Chris Wood just catches it. And there you go. Yeah. And it took like all of eight seconds for that to happen. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the premier league for you. Right. Yeah. So that's just one of those things. Like that's why I, I wonder about Klopp trusting Kanate in a game kind of like this. I think it, I do think it'd be a good learning experience. He's obviously has the skill. I'm not questioning that. It's just that, you know, there's other players in the squad that have experienced it before and that Jurgen definitely trusts. 
Yeah. Uh, so, and there's, you know, other factors at play. So I definitely I mean, like the Ben, I def- not the Ben Davies shout fucking hell. He's gone. I definitely like the Nat Phillips shout. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. And you pointed out earlier uh, in the episode, he did score in the three nil against Burnley and he played, he looked good in that game. He played it. Th- and like you said, this game is set up for him heading balls. Like that's his thing. You know, that's his thing. That's, that's what mainly what he does. They're not going to beat you with pace. Who's, who's like the big pace threat on their side. Ashley Barnes. Mm, (laughs) you know what i mean like that's about it i don't know maybe the keeper's the fastest who knows maybe pope's got some (laughs) speed to who fucking knows (laughs) but i just wanted to point out that like i think part of the reason why we saw virgil van dyke start so early is because rabo getting hurt kind of forced his hand i think we probably would have seen kanate if rabo was fit which you're probably right it's just interesting here to see whether and matt phillips is a great shout even though i don't know matip and phillips have any chemistry or time together so that was they played be- together a couple times last season and they were fine together um yeah. remember i think it was game before tottenham we won game before tottenham away oh west ham him and matt's played together and they were great um so i, I think they've they've had those moments matt's can play either something Joel matt's if i can put him in the midfield if you want right <laughs> Like he's fine. It, yeah. So you can put him on the left of it and he'll, you know, he'll keep Shimakas in order. And Trent has had enough experience playing with Nat to know what to expect. So I, I, I think like you could do it if you wanted. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this player plays for us and why risk the health of somebody that, you know, like you don't going to risk Gomez yeah. if he's not a hundred percent. I don't want to risk Virgil again. Yeah, I just think it's not worth it. And yeah. if he doesn't trust Kanate yet, then but I still I do think it'll be Kanate though. I think if you're talking about like best odds, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be not to Kanate. Yeah, probably. and rightfully so. We probably. we did go out and pay all that money for him. So yeah, we'll see. Now, let's so see him. Let's move forward midfield. the The first main question is Fabinho starts at the six, right? Like we're just gonna do that, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, look, James Milner did so well in that game. He was brilliant last weekend. He was fantastic in that six role. And, you know, maybe early in the season, Jurgen's looking at it and going like, okay, you know, this is the time to get something out of Milner. And he's fresh. He's ready to go. You know, you're, you're only playing once a week this month. You can give Fabinho a little extra time. You know, last year, a lot of games. This year is going to be a lot of games. He's had, did, he went back to Brazil, even yeah. though I don't think he played. He, went, he did go back to Brazil. So, like, you know, he's had a busy summer and everything. Uh, you know, maybe you just let him take one more game, get a couple more, get another week of training under your belt, get that fitness right. And against Chelsea, he's raring to go. Then again, maybe you want to get a game under his belt before Chelsea. So, I don't know. That's what, um, that was what I was going to say. I was like, you know, the next match is a pretty big one. Do you want yeah. a bunch of these players going in with no minutes in their legs uh, or, like, you know, 30, 40 minutes in their legs, or do you want to – it's Burnley. Come on, lads. Burnley at home. They beat us last time. Full Anfield. Like, if you can't do it here, when you when the fucking hell are you going to do it kind of thing? You know what I mean? So maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. I would start him just because I think you just you're going to need him. You're going to need him in the right place for Chelsea. So yeah. I would start him as well. Yeah. Um, and then the real question is the two. Um, well, I think Ox makes way. Yeah, unfortunately. It's for just Ox. for who? Yeah, is it Hendo is... or is it Thiago? That is the interesting question. Tiago came back sooner, but was injured. Yeah. 
Nintendo yeah. is just getting the game fitness. Yeah. Um, and Curtis the, coming off of concussions. <laughs> the thing is, is if you don't start Milner in the six and Virgil sits and you don't you play go- Henderson, who's your captain? It's Mo. Who's organizing the team? Yeah. Who's organizing the team in the middle well, there? I think, I think so. If it's not Hendo, right. And you've got Fabinho in there. You could also make the case that Milner plays and he just plays like an eight instead of a six, Yeah, which is what he would normally play, right? He'd normally play one of those roles anyhow. And then you say, okay, we'll play Nabby because Milner can do that genie type work and Nabby can go be free and do Nabby Keita things. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, YouTube Nabby Keita things. YouTube Nabby Keita things, hopefully. So. Yeah. I like that. That's an interesting sound. Cause for me, like I know that Klopp is very keen on having one leader in there. Uh, mm-hmm. One quote unquote captain. And right now our three main ones are Hendo Milner and then Virgil. Uh, and then once we get past Virgil, you know, with Jeannie being gone, it's just like younger guys or like guys who score goals, which are they really organizing forces? Are they really forces that keep the team together? James Milner's going to yell at someone. Hendo's going to yell at someone. Virgil is capable of that. Like um, Mo's not yelling at the left back. That's no, he's not. not. Yeah, he's, he's not. Yeah, one thing he's not going to yell seventy yards. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> exactly. uh, another thing, like uh, if I was playing left back, I'd be like, you know what? Just go score some goals and fuck off. Yeah, right? fuck off. <laughs> go fucking score with less attempts, you dickhead. Come on, man. Um, yeah, for me, I probably start Nabby. I want Fabinho on the pitch to get minutes in his legs. Uh, <laughs> And like, you know, it would honestly be a really nice game for Tiago to come into, but I just think it's too soon for him. But I like that. I never even considered moving Milner up in the midfield shout. Uh, and that actually might be the case. You actually might move Milner over to Shimikas's side. If you are going to play Kanate. And he can protect him. And then yeah. you can, like I said, let Nabby go and be that. He can help Trent uh, down that right-hand side with Mo. And just yeah. those three working together is vicious. Yeah, it's 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 getting me moist right now. My nipples are hard. <laughs> uh, so now we move up the pitch. We go to the front. I made a silly shout last week, and I said we start Taki. Of course, we're never going to start Taki. We're going <laughs> to start Jota. Uh, but the question is here: Jota scored, but he's not right. But so he's did Bobby. Right? Yeah. Right. And so, do we just go back to the normal front three? It's going to be. I do. It's going to be a packed box. Bobby with the combinations at the top of the midfield, dropping in deep, playing in the through balls. It's Bobby, Bobby's right? got great movement on corners. So he's a threat on a set piece. Uh, he's good at marking on set pieces as well. And, you know, it, it just pops up with – he's great at, like, pulling defenses to him. You know what I mean? Which with Burnley, they're going to sit in. Sometimes you need that player that can just pull a couple guys to him and then release the ball and get it through. And Bobby's that guy. Jota's maybe a little bit more direct, um, a little bit more of a creator for himself, which is great. And you need that against certain types of opponents. But for me, I think I'd go with Bobby in this one. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then Mo Mane, obviously, right? Yeah. I mean, that's not even. Yeah. It's like, duh. Yeah. It's not a question. (laughs) I'd like to have a selection issue there, but there's just not. So yeah, not, not yet. At <laughs> Nobody least. else is challenging them for their spot. Um, although for the rest of the team, I, I did say this last week to Andrew, I, I, you know, at various points in the last three or four years, 
the starting 11 has just been like, it's going to be these 11, like, right? Like, yeah, okay, you knew what it was. I mean, most of 18, 19, right? You basically knew what that shit was going to be. And then at the end of last year, you knew what it was going to be for all the other wrong reasons because they were <laughs> <not> available. <laughs> so, Literally, it's these 11, and then I don't even know who these other fucks are. <laughs> and there was, there was no room for discussion on it, and it was merely just like, well, in an alternate universe whereby Jurgen Klopp might experiment, I think maybe if we play three at the back with these guys out here and doing this and that. And, yeah, but it was, I, it was, I, I got the board out. I'm drawing things on <laughs> <yeah>. the wall. <laughs> But it was just never going to fucking happen. So it was all just. No, it was never going to fucking happen. Yeah, but at least, I was. But you know, you need a fantasy to get you through tough times. No, sometimes. exactly. What... <laughs> I like that at the beginning of the season that we can like actually have different options, right? That's nice. That's what we've wanted for a long time. Maybe not in positions like Mo and Mane, but there's definitely striking option now. There's different midfield options. It's fun to have those discussions. And it's fun to show up to the pub and see the 11 and then turn to someone and go, can you fucking believe he started virtual Van Dyke? Like, you know, it's nice to have that. Aspe- yeah, it's <laughs> nice to have that aspect back, right? Um, so to wind the sound uh, and to finish this off. Like how, what was your reaction when you saw the team sheet? Well, first of all, I didn't even see that Virgil was starting because I just ignored that part of the team. You just I, skipped the center back. So I don't <laughs> yeah. care. No, I just, cause I was like, I Oh, it's my all last season staring at that portion of the team. Sheet. I'm done. <laughs> that and it was like, I just assumed it was going to be Mateep Kanate. So why even fucking look, you know? Right. And then you I saw at, Mateep. You're like, ah, I looked at the rest of the team and then I looked at the subs and I saw Kanate and I was like, wait, who's starting next to Matit? And I looked and I was like, Virgil's fucking play. And then I get to the pub. Scouse Matt is there. And he's like having one of these, like, I I can't believe he's starting Virgil. I think that's risky, man. I don't like it. And then of course it was just like, it was easy peasy. Although I will say on that point about Virgil being tired, there was definitely points at the end of that match where you could see him struggling for fitness and like doing like walking around a little bit more than he would and being a little bit more casual. So oh, yeah, yeah, it's all, I, I'm not, uh, you know, Marking made it through yeah i'm not marking them off for that because getting through the match is what was most important but yeah it's i was very i don't want to do that to him again yet though i was very <laughs> surprised to see virgil van dyke but to wind this down give me a score a prediction you know you can you know you know how we do this we say like it's going to be four one the first goal is going to come off as someone's dick and bounce off the post <laughs> so give me your best prediction and a man of the match performance uh, for this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0. Sadio gets the first. Uh, Mo gets the second. And, yeah, man of the match. I'll give it to Sadio. He's going to, you know, everybody got theirs last week. He was involved a lot, played yeah. well, but didn't, like, have his moment. He's going to get his moment this week. Also, he's had some bangers against Burnley. Yeah. Remember that left footer in 27 or 2018, like we're at New Year's Day. Yeah. <laughs> that was, he's had a couple others that, against Burnley that I can, I mean, I can't remember the details, but I remember them being like, holy shit. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it to Sadio. Yeah, man. Mo tried his best to set up Sadio Mane so that for the rest of the season, he can't be accused of being greedy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the Mane shot. I think Mane scores, I like that he scores first. Um, I'm going to say that we beat him like four nil, man. I mean, I know it's Burnley and I know there's all the reason to believe it's going to be a nail biter one nil and they're going to frustrate us. But combining the fact that we owe them one like massively, the crowd will be back for us to give them their comeuppance, so to speak. Uh, 
Burnley being stagnant and just, I don't think they're the same Burnley. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever that means. They're just not the same Burnley that we've all come to know and love, you know, uh, classic Burnley. Um, and yeah, just, I think that like Mo and Sadio and Bobby, after what I saw are just like really in a good moment right now um, at the start of the season. And I just honestly, Whoever was going to play first in front of a packed Anfield was going to have a tough time. That it's a team that beat us the last time they were at Anfield. And it's a team where their manager gave us the big one. And we just felt like Klopp just does not like playing Burnley, does he? He just doesn't fucking at least say, he's on record as saying that. All these things combined, I'm just going to go 4 0. Give me two Sadio goals. And you know what? For the first time in a fucking long time, give me a Bobby Mo goal, all, all the front three score. And it feels like the good old days again. Uh, man Can we match- just say how annoying it is that the first game back at Anfield they give us a fucking Saturday twelve thirty? Listen, man, like, seriously, they don't I mean, get time to get in pints and shit. Like exactly, <laughs> and like I don't know when you set up a show, you want the main event to be last, right? And right. is there a better crowd in the Premier League than Anfield? Like you got to show off, okay. Tottenham fans put on a little show on Sunday. Okay, you got to show that off. You got to show off Old Trafford. Okay. Like this week, what are you going to show off? Are you going to showcase? Fucking Anfield. That's what you're going to showcase. Like it's going to be a bitch fest out at the Emirates. Like there's just going to be fucking complaining the whole time. (laughs) That's fireworks. Actually, that's fucking fireworks. It could really be bad. (laughs) Aren't they playing Chelsea too? Yes. It's and it's Lukaku's first game. How bad could it get? How bad could it get? (laughs) It could get ugly, man. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I would I I would too. You want to showcase Anvil? We'll be up at the butt crack at dawn. Uh I'll be over at the pub. We're actually getting together like a a potluck breakfast, and I'm fucking excited about it. I'm not gonna gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, I'm fucking pumped about it. Uh go on, mail order you some pudding. Yeah, mm, uh, I don't know about that. I'm sure there's, there's actually pudding in the back. Maybe I can talk Lee into letting me go back there and get some pudding for the fine folks over at the horse jockey who want dry blood at 7:30 in the morning, if that's your sort of thing. It's it's the English. Hey way. man, it wakes you right up. Wakes yeah. you right up. It sets the, your stomach right for the day. Gets your blood flow, right? That's uh whatever. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the four nil. You've got the two nil. We've both got Sadio Mane as the man of the match. With all that being said, you got anything to add? No, that's it. All right. Well, fuck Burnley. Fuck Sanjay. See you at the bottom of the table. End of the season. Three points to the Reds. Until next time. I'm Jordan. And I'm David. Up the Reds. Up the Reds. <laughs>